are you? How many of you are ready for the message of the Lord this morning? Okay. If you are ready, stand up with me. This morning, the message is really simple. We use uh, the, the book of um, Ezekiel 37 as a case study uh, just for an outline. But the message is very simple. We can summarize it in, in, in a very short um, uh, word. That is, renew your hope in the Lord. Renew your hope. Renew your hope. And our hope is in the Lord. Therefore, we need to renew our hope before we go into that. And before I pray, let me just uh, 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 read a few verses. Uh, not uh, totally through it. Ezekiel 37, if you have your Bible. I just wanted to um, read a few verses. I'm not going to read the passage because of time. Um, here is how it starts. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Come on. The hand of the Lord is? If you believe that, say it. The hand of the Lord is upon me. The hand of the Lord is upon me. If the hand of the Lord is upon you, doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what you are afraid, the hand of the Lord is upon me. That hand is to protect you, to guide you, to provide for you, to accomplish what he desires in you and through you and for you. The hand of the Lord is upon me. That's how it started. The hand of the Lord is upon me. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. He brought me out by the Spirit. Tell your neighbor and say, I didn't just come out. He brought me out. He brought me out by his Spirit for his purpose. It, I'm not following my own desire and my wishes, but I'm following the Spirit of the Lord. Because the Lord of the Spirit of the Lord is leading me. He, he knows where He is taking me. He knows my, my destination. He knows the past. He knows the ways. He will take me to my prophetic destiny. It's a prophetic destiny because God spoke before you were born. It's the, it's the end because it's a prophetic destiny. You didn't even know, but He knows. So when you have the, the hand of the Lord upon you, the Spirit of the Lord in you, you are set. Come on, say the hand of the Lord is upon me. The hand of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is in me. Therefore, I am set. Therefore, I am set for my destiny, for my prophetic destiny. Doesn't matter what is going around me. Doesn't matter what I'm feeling. That it's not about my feeling. It's about my prophetic destiny. Because the, the hand of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is in me. Well, this is just an appetizer. I haven't started preaching yet. Okay, come on. Come on, let me, let me show you something. Because I wanted to dismantle this tradition. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is, no, no, no. Just. Okay, never mind. I wanted to be a friend to Zaru, so I wanted to be a gentleman. Okay, here we go. It says, he set me in the middle of a valley. Come on, guys. It doesn't go with the hand of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord and the, and the hand of the Lord. But where is he taking me? The valley. That is our problem. We 
focus, concentrate, meditate upon the valley we are in. On the expenses of the hand of the Lord that's upon us. The spirit of the Lord that is in us for our own good. This morning, if you don't hear anything, hear me this. Forget about your valley. Forget about your valley. Focus on the hand of the Lord. Focus on the Spirit of the Lord. Listen to the Spirit of the Lord. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Me go on. It was full of bones. It's not just few. It says, I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. Son of man, can these bones live again? That's the question. Son of man, can these bones Live again. Say yes. Come on, say yes. Yes. Look at your bones. Look at the situation. Look at your body. Say yes. Come on. Come on, say yes. 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 Why? Because the hand of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is in me. I am going to fulfill my prophetic destiny. Okay. Let, let, let me go on. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones. And as I was prophesying, there was noise, movement. The bones start worshiping. The, the bones, the dry bones, the scattered bones start dancing. Rejoicing. Why? Because the voice of the Lord is here. The voice of the Lord came. Therefore, they start dancing. They start worshiping. They start rejoicing. This is our time. This is our season. We are not going to be a dry bones anymore. Because there is life. There is something the word of the Lord is upon us. Once you have the word of the Lord, please... You are not a dry bones. Start worshiping. Start praising Him. Start rejoicing in Him. You are better than a dry bone. You are, we are better than dry bones. <laughs> Let me go on. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise. And the bones came together. So I prophesied as He commanded me. Not as I wished, not as I desired, not as I imagined, not according to my assumptions. Are you still here? If you are waiting for another message, this is the message. Put aside your assumptions, your desires, your calculations. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood on their feet, 
as a vast army. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, my people, this is the message for this morning. My people, I am going to open your graves. My people, they are not dry bones anymore. My people, my people, in spite of what happened to you in the past, today you are my people again. My people, he is not talking to the dry bones, to the scattered bones. He says, my people, my people. It's not about your circumstances. It's not about your situation. It's about my covenant. It's the covenant I made with you. It's the covenant I went with the, with the land. I, the, the covenant I made with this nation. My people. My people. I'll open your graves and bring you up from them. I'll bring you back to the land. Of Israel. You know what that means? I'll bring you back to the promises I have made it to you. Let's pray. Father, Holy Spirit. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Speak to our inner being. Speak to our spirit. Whisper to our inner man. Renew us. Reveal to us what we need to see. We love you. We exalt you. Renew our hopes in you today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I already delivered the message. There is few few commentaries. Are you okay with that? Okay, here we go. Renew your hope. Hope is the enabling power to envision your future. Hope is the enabling power in order for you to envision your future. When you lose hope, you don't have future. When you lose hope, you can't see anything. Since you can't see what is in front of you, 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 you have a tendency to look back. You say, this is how we were. This is what we did. This is what we liked. This is what we did. It's all about yesterday. Because that means you lost hope. And when you lose hope, your language changes. Because language is an expression of your value. What you believe. And it, it's, it's it, for us, it is the source of our strength on a journey of life. That's what hope is all about. Because of this in Isaiah 57 verse 10 says, You were wearied by, by all, your, on, on, all your ways. But says, but you did not say it is not, it is hopeless. You would not say it is hopeless. Doesn't matter. As long as his hand is upon you, as long as his spirit is in you, there is always hope. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what is happening. You found 
renewal of your strength and so you did not faint. Sometimes the journey is very tiring but you renew your strength in the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord. Come on, come on. Those who uh, on the Lord waiting upon the Lord and waiting for the Lord are two different things. When you wait for the Lord, you get tired. It's about your expectation. It's about your desire. It's about what you wanted to see. When you wait upon the Lord, it's all about Him. It's all about His promises. It's all about what He's going to do. It's all, it's all about what He's going to accomplish in you and through you and for you. Those who wait upon the Lord. Because that, that waiting upon the Lord creates an expectation and faith. Anticipation. One of these days he's going to show up. He's going to do what he wanted to do. Therefore I'm not tired because I'm waiting. Just like a, a child is waiting for his, his, his mom or his dad or his, his parent. I'm waiting for my father. For my loving father. For my Lord. I'm waiting for him. He is going to come with the fullness of his glory. In his majesty. In his purpose. For my life. For my nation. For my church. For my future. Hope makes dry bones a mighty army. Hope makes valley of hopelessness a mountain of victory. Hope makes a valley of confusion a place of unity and purpose. People when they lose hope, zero, they can't go together because they don't have purpose. They don't have direction. Unity does not come just by talking about it. It's by having hope. Hope makes valley of disorder and fear makes a mountain of faith, hope, and love. When that happens, when you have faith, hope, and love, three things will take place. You'll reestablish your value system. That means what you live for. What you believe. What do I believe? What do I live for? If you don't have something to die for today, you don't have anything to live for tomorrow. In order to live a meaningful life, you have to have something to die for. If you don't have anything, any value that you, you will die for, you don't have anything to live for. And the, that, that, that kind of love, uh, faith, love, hope, and creates also restores the, the young 
the young girls who are talking about identity. It reestablished your true identity. Your true, then you know who you are. No one has to tell you. I know who I am. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. I am for Christ. Christ is for me. That's my identity. When you know who you are in Christ, you don't, you don't doubt yourself. You don't ask questions. What do people say about me? How do people treat me? No, no, no. I know who I am. You can say whatever you wanted to say, but I know who I am. Christ is my life. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Who I am is not for negotiation. I know who I am. My life is Christ. I don't know anything else. You can come through your fame and your, your whatever, whatever you wanted to bring it about, all about, doesn't matter to me. That is not who I am. I know who I am. I am in Him, He is in me. I am for Him, He is for me. I have a cause to live for. And that also enable you to redefine Your value, your identity, your purpose. VIP generation. Are you still here? Only, 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 only my son got it. <laughs> VIP generation. That's what God is looking for. God is looking for VIP generation. Generation with value, identity, and purpose. That's what the church lost. That's what the nation lost. This is the kingdom value. Then the question is, how do we gain this? How do we move into that? How do I, how do I come part of this? Let me highlight from you, from the case study we looked at, the book Ezekiel 37. Scale Ezekiel 27 is a divine strategy for restoration of hope. And if, if you wanted to restore that hope in you, and how many of you want the Lord to restore your hope? About you, about your nation, about your marriage, about your life, about whatever it is. Restoration of hope, renewal of hope. Here are, here are three things. Let me give you three things in short. And if you have a workshop, then we'll expand on. But let me give it. The first one is, you have to be willing to go on a tour with the Holy Spirit. He says, the, the Spirit of the Lord was eh, upon me. In me. The hand of the Lord is upon me. The, Holy, the, 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 the Spirit of the Lord took me out. He said, come, son, let's go on a tour. Let's look. Let's look. Let's go and see what is happening. Where are we going? I am going to take you to, to, to show you what you needed to see. Are, we, are you going to take me to the mountain? No, 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 no. First, we need to go to the valley. Before I show you the mountain, I need to show you the valley. Before I show you a mighty army, I need to show you the dry bones. Because we need to start at the right place so that your value system will be clear. 
your direction and your vision will be much clearer. Let's go on. He took him. He brought him to the valley. As we read it, it was a dry, scattered, hopeless. He said, he took me, he said, son, let's walk through this. Okay, we went through. No, no, no. Let's go back and walk. Wow. I, I saw it. No, 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 no. no, no just not that at glance. Understand what is happening. Understand what is here. And not only what is here. Why are these dry bones are in this valley? Why? Why? This is not my plan. This is not my purpose. This is not what I intended for the Jewish people. Why are they here? Because they broke my covenant. They rejected my voice. They choose their own ways. So when you look at these bones, the hand of the Lord showed him. When you sit at the, the, these bones, you see the result of sin. Brothers and sisters, mature, spiritual maturity is not playing with sin. Spiritual maturity is holiness. Some of you, you are so mature and so grow up and so you play with sin. You know why? Because you don't understand the result of sin. It makes a mighty army hopeless dry bones. Don't play with sin. If you wanted to grow, grow with the Holy Spirit. Grow in the word of the Lord. Grow in holiness. In heaven, there are only two voices. Those who are crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Those who are crying from hell, how long, how long? How long can this suffering end? No. The worship will not stop. The cry of hell will not stop either. So, don't, don't think that holiness is an old fashion. It's the nature of God. He is holy. He is holy. Holiness is not about fashion. It's about character. It's the character of God. It's the attributes of God. God cannot be anything else but holy. He said, be holy as I am holy. If not, you will reap what you are sowing. That was the condition of Israel. That was the condition of the, 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 the individuals, people of covenant. They were like a dry bones in a valley in Babylon. He showed him. I wondered. I don't know if you wondered. I wondered if the prophet Ezekiel stopped and said, Okay, I see this. What is the purpose? Why did you bring him, me here? Most likely, the Holy Spirit said, Son, 
until you fully understand the result of sin, you cannot lead my people in holiness. Until you truly understand the fruit of disobedience, you can't totally obey my will. When I said, I'm going to send you for 70 years to Babylon so that you can be slaves to those people. I want you to feel what I'm feeling. I want, it, I want you to see what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a dry bones. People who created to worship me, to honor me. I decided to dwell among them. But this is what I have. Son, can you understand this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then he turns around to him. This is the second time. The second thing, you need to answer his question. He said, can these dry bones live again? Ah, this is my God. This is my God. That's the result of sin. What I, what I have for you, can this once live again in, in human terms, eh, what is the answer? No, it's impossible. We can't even see what is what because it's a dry bones scattered, mixed up. We can't tell what is what. No identity, no DNA, DNA. We can't, we can't separate them. God says, that is your problem. That's not my problem. That's your view. That's not my view. That is your perspective. That's not my perspective. Because I have an answer for sin. Can these, be, can these bones live again? And the guy said, he rightly, because he said, if I say they can't, God is creator. God is God of resurrection. I can't say they can't because he created them. He created from nothing. Huh? To, to create means to bring what does not exist into existence. He brought them from, not, from what did not exist as Israel into existence through Abraham. Can he again do it? Yes, the Lord is, uh, our God is the God of again. Yes. And then he said, in the, in the beginning, even in creation, when you look at it, in the Amharic service, we look at this. In the, when, when you look at the situation in Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, are you with me? In the beginning, God. Then he says, the, the earth was empty, without form, without shape. Not only that, covered with That's how he started it. That's how he's going to finish it. He said, Sam, can these bones live? I said, God, when I read Genesis chapter 1, and the earth was without form, but, but there is something. In the beginning, in the beginning, God, if you make me first again, if you make me first again, 
the thing will shift. The thing will change. If you make me again, if you start with me, if you say, God at the beginning, at the beginning, my God, it's not your wish, it's not your desire, it's not what you are longing for, it's not, it's not anything else, but God, but God, if you make me first, then I have an answer for this. If you don't make me first, you, you don't have an answer. How many of you wanted to make God first? Please don't raise your hand casually. If you are serious, let the enemy see. God in every say, say it with me. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. God in the beginning. God in the beginning of everything. If he is in it, nothing is impossible. Hear me, hear me. Let me, let me say this and, and go fast forward. Grace, grace, grace. In the beginning, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, He is the creator. In the beginning, there is no other. He created you for Himself. In the beginning, before your mother, your father, your aunt and your nation was there. He saw you. He created you. Not for your desire. For his purpose. For his purpose. In the beginning. He created it. And then. And then he looked at the mess. And then he said. Let me send. My spirit. Hover over it. Hover over it, representing me. The Spirit of the Lord is hovering over you, over your situation, over the thing you said is hopeless. The Spirit of the Lord is hover over it. When the Holy Spirit comes and hover, hover over it, and then the Father said, let me speak a word. Let me speak a word. Let there be light. Everything came into God's shape, into order. Beauty, first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day, you came out. You were created. Hear me. This is for the nation, this is for you. When the word of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord come together, God created what did not expect it. He creates. He makes an impossible thing possible. That's why he is the creator. God, you know. God, you know. You can create. You can restore. You can bring to life. That's the right answer. God, you know. Can these bones live again? Look at your situation and say, can this live again? Can, is there any hope for this? The answer is, God knows. Everybody say, God, you know. You only know. Okay, come on, say with me. God, you only know. Yes, you, you know. Not only you know, you can do. You are willing because of your love, because of your mercy. You can recreate. You can recreate. You can give life to the lifeless dry bones. Because of your word. Because of your 
Therefore, answer his question. Can these bones live again? The prophet said, God, only you know. Are you ready now? This is very important. This, I want you to get this. He said, Lord, only you know. Then he said, if, I, if, if he truly say that I know, I can do, I can create, I want you to partner with me. I want you to partner with me. How many of you wanted to partner with God? Come on. I say I'm partnering with you, God, about my life, about my nation, about my church, about my future. I wanted to partner with you because I believe in your power, in your creative power, in your ability. I am willing to partner with you. As, as, the, as the worshipers led us, I am available. I am partnering with you. So what, what do I need to do to partner with you? Prophesy. Prophesy to the dry bones. Partner with me and declare what I'm, what I'm declaring. Say what I'm saying. Share what I'm sharing. A true prophecy is to see and to understand in the spirit the desire of God, the will of God, the purpose of God, and put that into human language, in human culture. Otherwise, it's just our wishes. He said, prophesy. Uh, okay, who, who do I prophesy to? Three. There are three target group. Your audience are three. Different three audience. Number one, the number one audience is the dry bones. Prophesy. What? That? Come on. At least give them life and then I will prophesy. If I see something happening, then I, I'm willing to obey. But now I can't even tell what is what. How can I prophesy to the scattered dry bones? You don't obey the God because of your knowledge. You obey Him because of His voice. Knowledge is not a pre-requirement for obedience. You, you hear him, you believe him, you obey him. I heard him, I believe him, I obey him. Doesn't matter what happens. Therefore, prophesy that to the dry bones. How do I get them? Doesn't matter. Just do what I tell you to do. Just prophesy to the dry bones. And then you will see what is going to happen. Because it's only human being that resists my voice. Others will, will, will obey my voice. The dry bones. Prophesy to the dry bones. The power, the power of the word of God is going to bring restoration. Restoration and life. And then it's amazing, guys. He said, Okay, I'll obey. My, how do you like the audience of dry bones scattered? No, 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 no ears, no noise, no, no fingers, nothing. It's just scattered. Okay. How do I speak to them? How do they respond to me? And how do I, uh, you know, who, who is my target person? Who I, what, what? None. It's not your target person. 
but it's my word. It's not your audience. You don't serve your audience. You obey my word. You don't shape your message because of your audience. You obey my word. This is the problem in the body of Christ in Ethiopia. We prepare our message to appeal to people, to our audience. Therefore, we have been hidden the truth from people. You know the truth. The truth will set you free. It didn't say it will make you happy. We exchange freedom for emotional excitement. I am filled with hope at the same time with anger of the Lord. We destroyed the power of the gospel by the name of the Lord in this nation. He speak to the dry bones. It doesn't, they don't have to hear you. They don't have to respond to you. But they will respond to my word. It's not about you. It's about my word. It's about the power of my word. It's about the authority of my word. Gospel. God help us. He obeyed. He obeyed. Why, why did he obey? Sir, it's really challenging. Why did he obey? Because the hand of the Lord is upon him. The spirit of the Lord was in him. He said, I can't run away from the hand, his hand. I can't, I can't deny the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't exchange that for anything. You can, you can tell me anything. You can give me anything. No, 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 no. I can't change that. His hand is upon me. His spirit is in me. Therefore, I can't change my message for anything else. He is who he is. When he started prophesying, something happened. While I was prophesying, while I was still speaking, while I was speaking, declaring, even when I didn't know which one is finger bone, which one is, which one is leg bone, I, I don't know which one they are, but I'm just obeying the Lord. I didn't try to finger, figure it out. I was just obeying the word of the Lord. I was just releasing the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord has a power to create. Every word is spoken by word is not without power. was a movement. movement. Those dry bones, they said, I need to go back to my place. 
I need to find my 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 friend. I'm one of those five five fingers. I need to go to my place. I need to find the hand. I need to find the finger. I need to find the body I was created as a part of. I need to find my place. I need to find my place. Tell them somebody say, I need to find my place in the kingdom of God, in the work of God. Find your place. Find your place. The word of God will help you to find your place to to go back. There was a movement. I don't belong here. I belong to part of that body. I need to be part of the body of Christ. It's, it's, it's really commendable that you guys, according to what Gashbete and uh, Sophie said, for you to come this Sunday morning while it's re-raining and all the, the challenge of transportation. It's, that's great. That's great. But let me tell you something else. Do you know where you belong? Are you part of the body? Or are you just visit the church every Sunday? It's easy to visit. It's another issue to be part of the body. You are not created, you are not saved to visit a church, but to be part of the body of Christ. To be part of the body of Christ so that the body can function the way it's supposed to function. Otherwise, you are just one of the dry bones in the valley. That means you did not hear the word of the Lord. That can give you not only life, can make you part of the body. This is the problem of the church today. Not only here, not only in America, not only among the Ethiopians, the Africans, but in every, um, among every nations. I don't have to be part of that body. I can listen to YouTube. I can listen to this. I, please, please, please give me a break. You don't know what you are talking about. You have to be part of the body. It's a kingdom. They came out like a mighty army. Like a mighty army. By yourself as a bone, you can't be a mighty army. more but let me leave it there there was a sound they heard the sound I, I really wanted to be there and see that sound I said that prophet I, I was long, longing for that what did they say how did they say how did we get here now now we know our place we, we don't want it to come back here we want it to be who we are we wanted to go into our prophetic destiny we wanted to worship God, the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob we wanted to be who we are created to be we wanted to go back to our covenant place that was a voice. That was a voice. It's just not just a noise. In, in Amharic, there is a word I, I dislike. Cha-cha-cha. How many of you know cha-cha-cha? Okay. 
meaning to it. You know what is happening? That's what's happening among the evangelical in this nation. What? What are you saying? What are you saying? You remember Ruth? Remember Ruth? You know what I mean? They went back to the promised land to restore and walked through that desert for almost maybe about four weeks. That's what scholars estimate. Through that desert, with determination, she heard the voice of the Lord. On arrival, on arrival, the English word doesn't say that. In America it says, they make noise, meaning, meaningless noise. You know what happened to that mighty woman? Immediately her faith was gone. She said, God Almighty made, made me bitter. A woman of faith that came through that desert after she heard the Lord. What happened? The talk of the tower. Meaningless chats. I'm not just saying this out of knowledge. I'm saying this in the spirit. That is what is killing those who are faithful. Discouraging people. Please, if you don't have a message, My son is going to get married this year. He's uh, 29 years. When he was three years old, when I'm praying in the morning, one day he came. He usually comes and he sleeps on my back. But he, he came and said, pick me up. I said, okay. I picked him up. As I was praying, carrying him and walking around and praying in tongue, he said, Daddy, yeah, shh. I, he, was, he was so serious. I didn't understand. I said, okay. So I start praying without making any noise silently. After a while, he said, Daddy, yeah. He calls me a papa. Now, you can pray out loud. Strange. I said, didn't you just say, be quiet? Now you are saying, pray. What was going on? He said, because I was trying to listen to your heart. Your voice kept interrupting. I couldn't hear your heart beats. Now I heard it. You can play loud. That is the problem of the people of God. We can't hear God's heartbeat because we are making a lot of noises. We can't discern the will of God for our lives, for our family, for our nation. Just creating noises. Really, it's not about the, the preaching.
preaching, the presence of the Lord is in this place. He is doing something. I don't even fully understand what he's doing. While he was speaking, noise, sign of life, coming together, unity of purpose. A structure was established. Now they can see, they can relate to. And then immediately he said, now the structure is in place. Fast forward. Now prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to what you can't see. At least he, he was able to see the dry bones. He can prophesy. Now he is saying, now prophesy to the I can't see. It doesn't matter. Just to speak my word. Prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to what you can't see. That I can make that word a reality. The word became flesh means it, now we can, it's, it's touchable. It's real. We can relate to. Prophesy to the wind. Why? Because I wanted to bring life back to this lifeless structure. Form without life. Ritual without the reality of Christ. Worship without the power of the Holy Spirit. Going church to church without any commitment to the body. That is the form. He said, I'm going to change that. Prophesy to the wind. Then he, when he started prophesying to the wind, immediately something happened. That wind came. Change that structure. Now it's not just a structure that is standing there together. Now they become a mighty army of the Lord. Exceedingly mighty army of the Lord. They are ready to war. Now it's not about survival. It's not about existing. Now it's about a purpose. Fighting the enemy. Yes, we are in this, in this, we were in this valley because of what the enemy did. Not anymore. We are going to fight. We are going to part of the, the army of God. We are going out to fight a spiritual war. For the coming generation. For the nation. Exceedingly. And then he said. Okay. Now I have a, a mighty army. Now I wanted to gain the nation back. Prophesy to the nation. Restore the hope of the nation. What do I say to them? What do I say to them? My people, I am going to open your grave. I am going to open the grave. I am going to give you life. You are going to back to the covenant relationship with me. To honor me, to live for me. To glorify my name. You are going to be a mighty army. And as you prophesy, help them to have a, a renewed mindset. They, they used to dry bones. Now they have to change their perspective. They start looking at the mighty army. They say, this, is, this is who I was. Uh, this, is, this, is who I, this is who I was. I was a dry bone. Don't, don't, that's over. 
that's last season. Now you are part of the army of God. And be as a walk like an army, talk like an army, fight like an army of the Lord. You are part of the army of God now. You are part of the nation. That, that, that season is over. Give them the future hope. Let me, let me stop with this. Let me summarize with this. Because of time, I'll preach another time. If you like preaching, I don't care for preaching as much. I love the message. Are you okay? Okay, here we go. Then how do we renew our hope? As individual, as a family, as a church, as a nation. Let me give you a few, few points and then I'll pray for you. Number one, go on a life journey with the Holy Spirit. Let him show you what you didn't see. Let me help you to understand your situation, your circumstances. Let him show you where you are. Not to keep you there to say, yes, you are here, but I'm going to take you here. Let, let him take you to the root, the root of the problem, so that you can, you can become part of the solution when you join the army of the Lord. See what he sees. Hear what he's saying to you. That's number one. Number two, repent. Repent. Don't assume. Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Repent. Make it right with the Lord. Correct the past for the sake of your future. Repent. Number three, believe the power of the word of God. Believe the power of the word of God. He can create. He can give resurrection. He can restore. He can do it all over again. Believe the power of the word of God. Number five, this is important for you to pray over. Ask for the wind of the Holy Spirit. Ask for the wind of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you all you will have is a form without power. Ask for the wind of the Holy Spirit. Number five, walk in divine order. Be part of the mighty army of the kingdom. Don't be an spectator. Be part of the army. Don't stand on, 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 on the referee and criticize other people. Be part of the solution. The last one. Put your hope in the Lord. Not in what you see. Put your faith in Him. This is what He says in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Overjoy by the power of the Holy Spirit. Renew your hope today. Go to wherever the Holy Spirit wants to take you because He is going to show you 
the result and the problem. Not to keep you there, but to say, this is where you are, but this is where I'm taking you. According to you, this is what you deserve. But I'm going to make you again a mighty army of the kingdom. Are you ready? How many of you are ready to be part of the army of God? Stand up on your feet. Please, please, let me say this and pray for you. Please, my brothers and sisters. Please, please submit to divine order. What makes an army, a winning army is divine order and strategy. If there is no order, you can't have a strategy. Order is not about your opinion. It's about your submission. You cannot fulfill your mission in life without submission. If you wanted to be part of the solution in this nation, in Africa, generation is waiting for us. People are waiting for us. Let us join the army of the, the almighty God. Exceedingly great army. Exceedingly great army. It's not a small army. It's a mighty army of the Lord. Who will move from, from conquering to conquering. From victory to victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you ready to be part of that army? Lift up your hand. Let me pray for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let that anointing come upon them. Let that grace be released upon them. Let the, let the blessing of the Lord be upon them. Almighty God. Father God. Release a fresh anointing upon everyone today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ let them know who they are in you let them know the hand of the Lord is that is upon upon them let them know the spirit of the Lord that is in them Almighty God let them walk with the power of the Holy Spirit Lord God with focus knowing who they are their identity and their value Lord God be committed to their purpose in Jesus mighty name we give you the glory we give you the honor we give you the praises in Jesus' mighty name.